0: hi guys and welcome back to our podcast healing the broken marriage we are your hosts I'm Alicia and I'm Brian and today we want to talk to you about a very important topic that we actually shuffled around some other episodes so that we could squeeze this one in because we feel like God is really in this episode and we pray over every episode and ask him to direct us and This is an episode we feel like he wants us to move to the top. So today we want to talk to you guys about open doors. So what do we mean when we say open doors? Well, let's break it down. When you think of open door, to me, it means compromise. So what exactly is a compromise exactly? Like, Brian, when you hear the word compromise or open door, what is like the first thing that comes to mind?
1: Well, compromising means, I mean, the way I see it is to mm, allow something in that puts something of great worth at stake. Ooh. Like, that's good. Like, you allow something in that could destroy something, mm. even. I mean, compromising, you know, you can compromise
2: a lot of different things by different actions. So it's like compromise. I mean, it would almost be like
1: knowingly risking something, knowing what you have to lose.
0: Well, I was like, I know that with the word compromise, there's like a good meaning. Or like a positive and a negative because when you compromise in your marriage, say, you know, like I might like something and you may not or vice versa. We might have to compromise because we love the other person. So there's, I think, the positive aspects of compromise. But what we are talking about today is definitely the, the opposite of that. And so when I looked up what compromise is exactly This is what I found when I Googled it. Compromise is accepting standards that are lower than desirable. To reveal or expose to an unauthorized person, especially to an enemy. To cause the impairment of, to bind by mutual agreement. So when I was thinking about the definitions or the meanings when I Googled compromise, the first and last part stuck out to me, and I wanted to just mush them together to paint a picture for you. We're just going to mush them.
1: <laughs> so
0: compromise, accepting lower standards by a mutual agreement. Ugh, doesn't that just feel have like kind of like a, an icky feel to it? It's like you accept a lower standard. And the lower standard that you accept, there's a mutual agreement
1: between it. Yeah, it's almost like it's a, uh, gosh, it's like a deep, that's like a deep feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like, you know, there's better out there, but you're willing to accept less for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right.
2: And probably... Gosh, there's so many reasons why you would accept lust. You know, a lot of it goes back to open
1: doors, or temptation even. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just like, goes to where your head isn't even operating
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've been there, but it's, yeah, it's like, you're, well, you're yeah. just not, you're not thinking straight.
0: I wanted to talk about that just a little bit before I go into something a little deeper, but, um, So I was thinking, so how does one compromise negatively in their marriage? Like we said, there are positive ways to compromise, but there are also negative compromises. And you might be saying, you know, because you've heard some of her story. Well, I've never cheated on my wife or husband. But Brian, you know, I'm sure that that was your thinking too. Like, I don't think you ever thought one day, I'm going to have affairs. I'm going to abandon my family, right? I think it started with small compromises. It wasn't those big, glaring red flags. It was very small and subtle. What would you say?
1: Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's like you're willing to, the enemy gets you in a place where you're willing to give up. It's, it's, it's literally like you're, 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 you're paying more for what you're receiving. Oh gosh. That's,
2: I mean, when you when you think about it, when, when the enemy has you compromise, you're literally It's never we for we just, your benefit. Right. I mean if I would have thought it through so many times and looked at the big picture and weighed it out, I would I would be able to see now that what he's offering is gonna cost me more. Mm. Or what he's offering me over here is gonna cost me more of what I've already got. And, you know, it's, it's a huge loss, but, you know, the he the
0: makes it look like a gain, but it's actually a loss.
2: Yes. And then, you know, of course, with me being faith, having a faith base,
1: being raised in a um, Christian home, you know, and you know, I'm not only compromising
2: my relationship with my wife or my family or children, he's having me compromise my relationship with God. So, I mean, he's just, when I did things like that, it tore so many things apart on the home front. And not only that, on the spiritual side, too. I mean, everything, when I look back at it, everything I had, I was compromising something. Mm -hmm. Whether it was my relationship with God or my relationship with you or my relationship with kids or my job. Because, you know, that got out in the community and then that affected my integrity. So, it was literally every aspect of my life because of a decision I decided to compromise on. It cost me on
1: every single thing in my life, widespread.
0: You didn't know that at the beginning. You probably never would have thought that those compromises would have led to you where it led to.
1: Right.
2: Well, that goes to, the, you know, they can go on to open doors. Yeah. How the enemy makes things look good.
0: Yeah. And the reason that I was thinking that, I mean, I just really felt like the Lord was like, you need to talk about this. And I think this is important to talk about because small compromises are just that. They're small. They can easily be excused away or even justified because they're small. Didn't hurt anyone, right? But I want to ask you a question. I know a lot of people may not have dealt with stuff in their marriage like we have, like infidelity. Let's talk about something maybe not as, as big as infidelity. Let's talk about pornography. But I want to ask you a question. How does someone start watching
1: pornography? That's vile, right? You would never do that. I mean, that's just gross.
0: But let me just offer you a compromise. What if you're watching a movie that has a sex scene that is pretty explicit, but it's not porn, right? So that's okay. It's not watching pornography. So you kind of begin to excuse it, justify it, compromise, and then you actually begin to unlock that door, the one that we're talking about. So moving forward, so as you continue to watch these type of movies or shows that have pretty explicit sex scenes, you see sometimes something maybe on I don't know, like some of these late night programs. It isn't porn, right? But maybe it's like soft porn. So, I mean, I'm not watching porn, so I again can excuse it. I can justify it. I compromise a little bit more. And now I have not only left the door unlocked, but I have now cracked it open. I guess I want you I want you guys to follow with me because I'm trying to paint a picture for you. So hang with me. So now at this point, you justify soft porn because it's not porn, right? Although, come on guys, let's be honest, it actually is. But just for compromise's sake, we'll say it's not. So I'm slowly beginning to desensitize myself to what I'm watching, which only increases my appetite for more. So again, late at night. Why is it always late at night but We'll move forward. Late at night, you're searching through your TV or your phone, and all of a sudden, a title grabs your attention. It's disgusting, yet something inside you that you have been feeding is now growing. And it's urging you to watch. So at this point, you think, uh, you know, I'll only watch one time. That's it. It'll never happen again. So you watch the pornography and then you excuse it by saying, I will never do that again. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I saw that so I can be aware of what not to watch. So you justify it by saying, It's okay. I'll never do that again. Your compromise has now compromised your other compromises. Because the first two weren't porn, right? So now the door has moved further from the lock and you can now see the outside through the open door. So moving forward, your appetite for more is increasing. And that one time of porn has now grown. So your compromises are now compromising themselves, trying to feed this ever-increasing desire to see more. So now porn has led into bigger compromises. Well, at this point, you might start making excuses like, Well, I'm not cheating on my spouse. Lots of married couples watch porn together, right? Wrong. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that in there. Wrong. So you start justifying it, compromising more. And before you know it, the door has cracked so much so that a person could squeeze through that opening. And we're talking about. The front door. So as time goes by, you become more desensitized to the porn, that the thirst for more grows. So you're you start, I don't know, maybe private messaging people on the side in private, saying things you shouldn't, maybe exchanging pictures. And at this point, your excuses, justifications, and compromises are now building upon each other. And before you know it, you've gone way too far. And the vow you promised never to break, you have now broken. So I want you guys to just picture this because I really want you to, to picture this in your mind. And if you have to, maybe even close your eyes. So imagine you're standing in your kitchen. You look, you look at the front door the door that's now wide open. Standing in the wide open door is this big, dark figure. You yell out, who are you? The figure steps through the open door. You yell out, stop, frantically looking around for a gun. The
1: figure, he's unmoved. You yell, get out of here. But the figure
0: doesn't move. Then you yell out, how did you get in here? Then the figure opens his long, dark trench coat and written out across his chest are these words. Lust, pornography, sexual sin, perversion, unfaithfulness, pride. And the list goes on and on. And as you see this, you, your knees drop to the floor. Your family, all of a sudden, they run in the room. And this dark figure forces them into the corner at gunpoint. You yell out, stop, they're innocent. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. At this point, you start sobbing. Your small compromise wasn't intended to hurt anyone. But in fact, it affected everyone.
1: That's really good. Yeah, it's it's um, when you think about it, things don't just happen overnight.
2: You know, we've talked to so many people um, in the past, you know, this fidelity, it's been through infidelities, men and women, and they all have the same story. If you put it down on paper, it's almost like a carbon copy when you start asking, well, you know, where, what went wrong or what happened, or they all say the same thing. Well, I was on Facebook and started with a little
1: bit of this, you know, there's a wink emoji or I was texting and it was a wink emoji or, you know, we got flirty. And then next thing you know, here we are,
2: you know, it's all out in the open and so it don't hope happen overnight. Um, at some point, there's a door that's opened, and like you said, it's just cracked. And when, and when you're sitting there texting, and you know you'd be texting somebody
1: that you work with, you know a coworker or a close friend, and you might have text for years, and then at
2: one time, there could be like an emoji thrown in there that just sparks something, and the next thing you know, you're in a trap, you've compromised. And, you know, we, we've we heard it so many times before. And like I said, it's the same story. No matter how many, it, they all have the same story of how things started. And, you know, like with me, you know, when we got back together, I grew right a Facebook. So I don't have Facebook. And we got a Facebook account that's in and yours. And then I don't text, you know, people. Um, I'm on a job site. You know, there's, well, there's. Really, no females that come other than one, just for you know the stone. But always have a co-worker with me there. So, and then our pastor, you know, we have a lot of respect for our pastor yeah. because he's very adamant Definitely. about you don't text other women, yeah. you know, unless it's your wife. Um, you know, unless it's a business or you know issues with the church or so have you. But even you know on the on the church front, you know, he's very adamant about not being there alone, you know, with somebody that's other than his wife. We have a lot of respect for him on that. And
1: some people might think that's crazy. That's fine. Yeah. Because we've seen it so many times where people would have thought it was crazy
2: or all of a sudden and all, because how did that happen? You know, we never expected that. And you no, know, nobody's exempt from that. You no, know, it's just, like you said, it just it takes a tiny crack in the door it could be innocent you know an innocent text or something that's like nothing to some people, and then the next thing you know somebody's caught in an affair or their family's destroyed,
1: yeah, and you know it's just you know it's all in the open door and the compromising, and the
2: enemy's so sneaky, you know it can happen to the smartest, most well seasoned person you know because mm-hmm. it doesn't back, even
0: matter what position you hold mm-mm. no who looking you back are now, in society
2: right looking back now you know i always said i would never do that never had plans you know
1: to do that but i got caught in it several times yeah. and uh yeah it's just it's
0: a small compromises it's that's why i think it's so important to guard your heart, you know, guard your eyes, guard what you hear, you know, guard those pathways because, you know, like you were saying, nobody intends or like when I was just kind of telling a story, no one intended, you know, they're thinking, oh, I'm just watching movies that have explicit, you know, sex scenes or whatever, or maybe not even explicit, like, we don't even watch things that are iffy. <laughs> We're very, very careful with what we watch. And, um, but there's always the enemy's just, he's looking for a little opportunity. That's all he needs is, is opportunity. And we need to be the ones who are not giving him the opportunity because he's not just after, like he wasn't just after Brian. He was after me, he was after our children, our children's children, and on down the line. He wasn't just looking to destroy our marriage or destroy us. He was looking at destroying our lineage. I really want you, think you guys need to let that sink in. He's not, it's not all about you. It's not all about your relationship. It's about those that are following you. It's about your children, your grandchildren. There could be a world changer in your family line that has, you know, the the cure for all of these diseases that God has put in this little person, and the enemy's goal in destroying you is ultimately to take out the one. So keep that in mind. It's not all about you, and I feel like for us. the reason that God redeemed our marriage, and this really hit me hard a couple of weeks ago. You know, he didn't just restore us and redeem us for us. He restored and redeemed us for you guys, for, every, for everybody that's listening, so that you could see what redemption looks like. See what it looks like on the other side of things.
2: That's right. And be used yourself, um, just like, you know, others are, including ourselves. You know, it's, you know, speaking about doors and compromise, you know, for those that have done that, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, you can get past and get past all that um, and use it as a slap in the enemy's face and to give glory to God and to let it catapult you into the calling God's given you. Um, you know, you know, we're not encouraging anybody like go out and do things that's bad. Oh. So you have a testimony. Redemption oh, no. story, but <laughs> no. if you are in that position, you can have a redemption story and testimony from it, and you know use it. Anything the enemy's done to us, we need to use that we came through and came out of. We need to use it to glorify God
1: yes, that absolutely. He's got us through it,
2: and we've healed and we've went on, and to be able to help others, mm-hmm. just like in real life. Just, you know, even things that's not even on the spiritual side of things. You know, if, if it could be like a mechanic. Like he's done something one time, he realized, hey, this is a fix that works, and he tells all his mechanic buddies about it. And they pick up on the same trait or the same um thing that he does and realizes this is a fix that is worth knowing. It's worth a million dollars to know this quick fix. And it's helped a lot of people. Yeah. So you know, on the spiritual side of things, we can we can do the same. You know, we can use our flaws and our yeah. stumbles and mishaps and our compromising. We can use that when we learn from it and we come out of it to help others and encourage others and to get them through it. So you know, it's yeah. not the end of the world, but you know, we would rather you not get to that point of
1: oh, having yeah. an open
2: door. You know we're just trying to teach. So you don't get to that point.
1: Oh,
0: I think that's so good. And I was thinking, because I know that some of you listening may be like, oh, no, I've done that. Or oh, I think I opened a door. I think that, you know, I may have compromised somewhere. And so once, once the door has been opened or you have made that compromise, the door has to be closed. It's so important. Um, You just can't, oh my gosh, you know, I hate that I did that. I'll never do it again. Well, that's great. That's really great. That's great that you you acknowledge that. But there really needs to be a second step to that. And the door has to be closed. So how do you close a door that you can't physically see? (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'll tell you. It's through repentance, and this is an example. Um, and I'll just kind of tell you, you know, give you guys a prayer that that I've prayed in my own life for doors that I have opened. You know, because we've all opened doors, you know, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we've all done that. We've all made compromises. But when you repent and ask God to forgive you. Closes the door. And so this is just kind of like an example of a prayer that I've prayed in the past to help, you know, to close a door or compromise. And I've, I, you know, I've just said, Father God, right now is an act of my will. I repent for, and then I just, whatever it is that you need to repent for, you'll fill in there. I ask you to forgive me for that thing and cleanse me. Holy Spirit, close that door. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to be the only spirit that governs that door. Thank you, God, for forgiving me and help me to walk upright before you from here forward in Jesus' name. I just want to encourage you guys. Like, this is not, I don't want this to be like a downer podcast, but I really feel like this is something that needed to be talked about because I feel like people are out there walking around, making compromises, small compromises in their lives, which are later going to lead to bigger compromises or open doors. Or maybe you're just someone who has standing at the end where you're kind of facing the consequence of the open door compromise. And I really feel like that's why I, was, I felt like we need to do this podcast is, you know, God redeems. That's one thing he does best is he takes messes and he makes masterpieces out of them. He takes messes and makes your message out of it. I mean, sometimes, unfortunately, there are some times where the damage that we've created, you know, God, of course, can heal. And he could redeem anything, but there's always free will. Man always has free will. And so if the other party, they're like, I can't, I can't do it. It's too much. Then we have to allow God to redeem us as we move forward. You know, of course, God's desire is to redeem the unit, but it takes two. You know what I mean?
2: That's just want to encourage, you know, whether you're the husband or wife, I know a lot of times seems like nowadays that a lot of wives are the spiritual leader of the home, which shouldn't be that way, but you know, if it is, it is. Um, but you know, as far as like doors open, even with us, you know, to actually physically go through the motions of closing the doors, you know, praying things out of your house. I don't mean myself. I've, I've opened the back front door before in the middle of the night. You know, I wake up and I feel like some darkness or, Heaviness in our home, and I open the front and back doors. And sometimes, you know, you and the kids don't even know it. Sometimes I've told you about it, but I just do that. And then I'll go from room to room praying that any doors have been opened, if anything that is not of God, that it be forced out of our home. And, you know, I'll just kind of walk toward the doors that are opened on the exterior of our home and pray it out. And then as I shut the doors, you know, I proclaim that nothing is allowed back into our home that's not of God. So, you know, it's that's, it's taking it to a different level of actually physically going through the motions of doing that. But, you know, I think it's important, you know, to do that, to uh, declare that over your home, to push it out and shut your doors and seal them. You know, pro- proclaim the blood of Jesus around your home, you know, a bloodline of protection around your home. So. You know, that's something we do
1: that I don't really
0: actually. We do blood Jesus daily over us,
1: right? The daily thing, yes, yeah. So, um, you know, we go through a lot of prayer at
2: night, you know, in the mornings, especially at night, just over our home, uh, bloodlines around our property, edges around our home, protection over our home, like we, you know, it's just. We go through a lot of, you know, prayers for that, but, you know, to us it's, it means everything, you know, it's, it's well worth the time that we spend on doing that because you know, there's, we might not, we might not have any idea what we're holding Mm -hmm. back, you know, or the angels are fighting and warring against because of our prayers that we've proclaimed, you know, over our home. But like, you know, you said earlier,
1: it's all in. Making sure that door is never cracked, you know. Like, you know, we don't watch, we don't watch anything that's, you know, like, yeah. you know. Every time we
2: watch something on TV, that's that's a, that's a movie. You know, we look it up, we look we it do. up, and we make sure there's it. not cursing, we make mm-hmm. sure there's no nudity, which is a hard thing nowadays. And well, basically, we don't watch many movies. We really don't, because I, it's, it's okay. hard to find. It's hard to find anything that it's worth it. So, but yeah, it's not, it's not worth it at all. It's not worth one glimpse of your eyes seeing something that's going to trigger your mind to start thinking, thoughts that this shit. Yep. It's just, you know, it's going to snowball if you allow it.
0: Yeah. And, and I just want to say, you know, as we're kind of coming to the end of this one, you know, if you have those compromises or you're like, wow, I, I definitely have opened a door. You can change things today. You can. And repentance is the key, you guys. Repentance means you ask Jesus to forgive what you've done, but repentance also means you turn. Yep. You just don't say, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. But you actually have to turn. Like if you're going down one street, just picture you're going down one street, ask Jesus to forgive you, you pivot and you go back the way you were headed. You completely change course.
2: Yep. Uh, uh, um, you know, thinking about that, you when know, the doors when the door when you allow the door to open, it's never blown wide open.
0: No. Because
2: most of the time you either feel guilt or you um you're convicted. So you're allowing it open a little bit at a time. And then as say guilt or conviction wears off or whatever it is you know the, the circumstance that, that you allow it to open it's never just like you just never grab the door and like wide open you you're open? like, yep, let's do this <laughs> you know it's, there's always resistance um there's al- we always resist, but we allow at the same time, and then before you know it, the door's wide open, but the good thing with God is when we repent will that guy take control? We can slam that door.
0: Yes. And then he adds we, locks on it for you.
2: Yes. <laughs> I mean, we can literally reverse the situation where that door was pried open and cracked and opened a little further and a little further until it's wide open. We can reverse that and slam it and shut it for good. Yeah. That fast with God's help.
1: So, yeah. you know, it's, things can be reversed very quickly.
0: Oh yeah. You know, in your situation, that might not be reversed quickly. You know, the the damage that's been done or the, you know, the the consequences to that may not be reversed quickly. But when you repent and you ask Jesus to forgive you and you ask the Holy Spirit to close that door that is quickly. But I think the next steps that you have to take, you know, because Um, when the next, of course the enemy, he's an opportunist. And so he knows, you know, where you fell. So he's going to try to come at that way again. So you just have to be aware and you have to be alert. Like, okay, so you know, it started with pornography. So I can no longer watch rated R shows or maybe even PG-13 shows. You have to put that strong boundary in place for yourself. You know, because the enemy, he's an opportunist, so he's gonna, you know, or he's gonna try to get you to stay up late longer than anybody else, and put that movie in front of you—the one that you you're like, oh my gosh, you know—before you totally would have clicked on that. Um, so just be aware. I think that that's key. Is ask Jesus to forgive you, repent, turn from what you are doing, but also. Be aware and set some boundaries for
2: yourself. Yep, be on guard. Yes. You know, it's just in in the natural world, you know, if you watch sports, you know, football team might do a play and then thirty minutes later they might do the same play. And they don't do it because it didn't work. They did it because it worked twice because it worked the first time.
1: All is good. So just be
2: aware, you know, the enemy knows he knows us individually what works or what's worked in the past. So, you know, you just have to be on guard as soon as you start to feel a little something, a little off, you know, just uh, be alert and know that you better uh, make sure that door stays shut. Yeah. You know, it is, you know, you could even pray a prayer like, God, just seal that door shut, weld it shut. So no matter how hard he cries, he can't get into my heart.
1: And, you know,
0: just even when you're struggling, just be honest, be like, Jesus, I'm having a really hard time. Would you just come in this room and help me? Would you just, could I feel your presence right now? Your peace right now? Help me. I mean, just be honest. You know, God can take it. He can totally take everything that you're, you know, you've he's, he's seen it all. It's not like we were ever hiding anything from
2: him. If you're not going to worry him out. No. Told, you know, I just said Wednesday, you know, in a group that the first year or so when I came back and was changing my life. I felt like I was wearing God out because I just felt like every day I was just getting up, seeing Jesus over and over. I mean, literally just saying yeah. Jesus over and over, just trying to get past my past. And I'm not exaggerating. There was days that I would just literally say it out loud. If I was in my truck or if I was out working, just Jesus, Jesus, just to try to keep my mind going in the right direction. And we're not going to wear him out with that. You know, he's, uh, he's our dad. Yeah. He's our father, you know. When you know, it's like we're not gonna. If we're a good parent, when most people are, if if your kid comes crying to you about something, you're not gonna push him away or tell him you ain't got time for him. You're gonna, you know, hold him and ask him what's wrong. What do they need help with? And his love for us is so much greater than oh, we could yeah. ever love our own children. So it just shows that you know he's willing to listen to us willing to spend the time and invest in us so don't ever feel like you just can't cry out you know to for strength three. Right?
0: yeah oh i think that's so good and i really i really hope that this has been an encouragement to you guys i really hope that this has actually caused some introspection where you'll look inside be like do i have any open doors have I made any compromises? And if you have, it's okay. It's an easy fix. God is, he's, he's like, he's a fixer. He wants to help you, he wants you to live the best life possible.
2: Yeah, I just think of something. Yeah. The old guy, or there's a, you know, I'm fixing my mom's 64 and valve up, getting her to start the process of restoring it. And the guy that's doing it, you know, he told me, I asked him how good it was going to look when it was done. And he said, it'll look better than it did the day it rolled off the showroom brand new. And it'll bring tears to your mom's eyes. And just thinking about that, that's what God will do with us. No matter how old or ran down or damaged we are, he's going to make us look better than we did before.
1: Oh, that is so good.
0: And that's so true, and you guys might be no, at that your eyes. I know, right? <laughs> that's so good. that's like that's the perfect stopping place. I really want you guys. I want you to take away um, just a heaping amount of hope today in this episode because we really wanted to give you guys something that you could apply to your life. You know, I just don't want this podcast podcast to be stories, but I want you to actually, you know, take a look at your own life. Take a look at your own marriage. You know, we're not talking from a place of perfection. These are things we've had to walk through. These are things that we've had to do. And we're just wanting to extend what we've learned to you, which is what life's all about, right? So I just want to encourage you guys, if you want to know more about our story go To my website, Making Beauty with the and my book is actually found there. And we actually have um, some exciting things on our website, it's just redone, so make sure you go check it out. Making Beauty with the So, we will see you guys next week. Until next time, we bless you.